0: time for our Friday morning chat with our very own macho man Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. So much to cover today, Vaughn. Good morning.
1: Good morning, Simi. And is it just a coincidence that it's Friday the 13th and there's a story in my newspaper today about the first Asian giant hornet sighting of the year?
0: <laughs> is it bad that I thought just of you when I saw that story? The border in
1: Washington state. I know. I'm not feeling very macho actually. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Nothing like a murder hornet story that scares you to make you feel like, not so much. You know, Gord's, Gord's away, so he didn't send it to us. No, He's on I vacation. treasure
1: these stories, Simi, because there's always something in it, and you go, hang on, right? So this story says, by the way, um, Asian giant hornets are not particularly aggressive.
0: Mm, but a little bit aggressive. Human.
1: I mean, they kill people from time to time, but it's not like they're targeting people the way, say, Coyotes in Stanley Park do. Right. Uh, But still, not particularly aggressive. I believe their record is 50 people in Japan, but... Not particularly.
0: Listen, I feel like that about sharks, right? They always say, oh, it's safe. What are the chances? Well, I'm thinking somebody gets, you know, bitten by a shark. So I don't want to be that one person.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's it's, you're not a statistic if you've (laughs) met one in the dark.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Well, we'll keep an eye on those stories for you, Vaughn. In the meantime, let's talk pandemic. So press conference Mm -hmm. yesterday, new mandatory vaccinations for long-term care. And even Dr. Bonnie Henry said, I know this is a change for us. Yeah,
1: uh, this is not a particularly impressive development to me. Um, I mean, they admitted it. First of all, they don't very often admit they got it wrong here in B.C., but they did admit that the original restrictions that they brought in for long-term care uh, were insufficient. They didn't do their job, and so now they're having to do more. And, it, it, I mean, the serious problem here and again they gave us the number yesterday they now have eight outbreaks in long term care brought on by unvaccinated people mostly staff so all through the spring and summer we were told oh you know almost everyone in long-term care is vaccinated and if they are you know the small number of people that aren't vaccinated well those people will have to mask up and be tested regularly well it didn't work and aid outbreaks is pretty serious, particularly if your aged parent or relative or spouse is one of the people in one of those facilities. Uh, the other thing that I <laughs> didn't find all that impressive yesterday is Dr. Henry and Adrian Dix were both asked, okay, how many staff, don't tell us how many people are vaccinated, how many staffers in long term care aren't vaccinated? Yes. They don't know. They,
0: they don't, don't know.
1: know. One of the things that these rules are supposed to do is to create a database of the unvaccinated. So they don't know the number. Uh, they think, well, they say, and they do have the data on this, that most staff are but again, you've got eight outbreaks from unvaccinated people. Clearly, not everybody is. And they say there's facilities where the number could be high, uh, high enough, 20%, maybe. So How did they not thing. do the
0: something beforehand? Is, How did they not do something beforehand if they knew the numbers well, were that high? And,
1: Simi, the other thing that didn't impress me this is not a rush job. Everyone has to be vaccinated. Not today, not tomorrow, not by the end of the month. They've got till October the 12th to get fully vaccinated in long-term care, even though the seniors advocate, Isabel McKenzie, uh, the association, all kinds of people have been calling for this. So how many more outbreaks are we going to get in the two months while the government takes its sweet time implementing this thing? So, again, I think you see the consequences of... Too many premature victory laps here in B.C., way too much optimism, way too much faith in the idea that persuasion yes. will get us there, and the consequences are significant. It is true that um, we have, as Dr. Henry has said, decoupled the hospitalization and ICU rates from uh uh, the unvaccinated yeah. for, for the vaccinated, right? If you and most residents of long-term care are vaccinated, and one would hope that anyone visiting their aging relative would be vaccinated. Although I guess we don't have the stats on that either, but still, um, this is not impressive to me. This is another example of the lag. Another thing that jumped out yesterday, you know, Adrian Dix always talks about, hey, we got 83% of the people uh, with the first dose and 70% with the second dose. Well, again, I look at how many people aren't vaccinated. It's a lot. 1.3 million British Columbians still don't have both doses. And more than 800,000, despite all of the efforts, more than 800,000 people have no vaccinations at all. And that's excluding the under 12s, for which there's no vaccine. So uh, Dr. Henry says 93% of our cases are unvaccinated. Well, that's 3,300 cases from her stats. So, you know, I still think here, I don't understand the psychology of overselling our progress when there is still so much to be done.
0: And it really has struck me during the entire pandemic, and I think Dr. Henry in particular loves to believe the best in people, and that's nice, and there's nothing wrong with that, except in this case counting on people to do the right thing and saying, oh, they're going to do the right thing. You know, we work in an industry, Vaughn, where we don't always see people doing the right thing, so I think maybe we're just a little more cynical on it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a wonderful bedside manner. You, you don't want your family doctor reminding you of all the sins you've made over the years <laughs> uh, in, in getting yourself to this stage in your health. right? It, it's, it's a wonderful thing. It's, it's lovely to see. Uh, I think it's the reason so many people really like Dr. Henry and all that. But I think we are still at the stage where we need a little more bad cop and a little less good cop here. We've usually relied on Adrian Dix to do that. He's, he's usually the, the tougher of the two during the briefings, and they work well off each other. And, you know, they've made a lot of progress together. So it's not like they got everything wrong by any means. It'd be interesting to see what he says to you this morning, because he's going to be on. And yes. usually Adrian Dix asks, answers the question you ask, even if he doesn't much like the question. So he's not like John Horgan, who just sort of right. wanders off into another subject.
0: (laughs) What about the idea of businesses, though? And this came up too, and that is, now they're saying, Dr. Henry is, that she supports the idea that businesses should be able to hire and fire based on vaccination status. Yeah,
1: I mean, this, again, this is fascinating, and again you go, why is this, why is this your approach? So, what happened yesterday is, of course, Dr. Henry was asked, "All right, you're doing this for long-term care, why not extend it to first of all, the rest of the healthcare sector to hospitals and so forth, and think about it for schools and, and even universities, right? And she said, well, you know, the whole approach here in BC is not to make vaccination compulsory. And yeah, I, I recall that. That was even the case in long-term care until recently. And she says it's, the question is high risk. So severe illness, hospitalization, death, and that's not the approach that approach is still not in the cards, from what she said yesterday, for other parts of the healthcare system, schools, uh, universities. Okay, so then you're right, Simi. She gets asked, "Well, well, what about business?" And she says, "Oh yeah," she says, "Business. These are perfectly valid rules. The ones we're bringing in on long-term care, and businesses absolutely can do this. They absolutely can say, if you're not vaccinated, you're not coming to work." Period. And again, I, I we mentioned this before, right? The, the government target is to have the public service reopen after Labor Day. And the government has indicated that there will be very limited grounds for staying home. Those grounds presumably would be similar to the grounds for staff in long term care. If they have a really valid medical reason for not getting vaccinated. Um, uh, why wouldn't the government set an example for business and everyone else by, by, by protecting the people who have to come back to work? There is, understandably, a lot of apprehension among people who are vaccinated about going back to a workplace where there were people allowed to return to work just because they choose not to be vaccinated. So, again, I don't get it why she says, hey, business can go ahead and do this. They absolutely have a perfect right to do it. Well, why doesn't government do this?
0: Yeah, I know. All, all good questions. We'll put those to Adrian Dix, see what happens. Uh, Vaughn, thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye.